Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. One last time for 2020. <laughs> yes, we are going to end 2020 on a strong point um, and end it a little bit sooner because we all want 2020 to be over. So. Yeah. Here we are. Um, so for yeah, for anyone who did not pick up from our last episode, did not listen to our episode, um, this is our last episode for 2020. We will be taking a short break and then we'll be starting 2021 strong, filled with a, a lot of great topics that we will be working on and we'll be working to refine our podcast and make it as strong as possible for you guys, our listeners. Yeah, it's been kind of funny. It's taken <laughs> us a while to like, one, get on a schedule for 2021. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a just nightmare. In general, like, <laughs> right? We really struggled figuring out like our rhythm with recording, editing, dropping mm-hmm. an episode, and like oh staying on top of things. And then uh-huh. unemployment <laughs> happened, a pandemic happened, oh. health problems happened, moves mm-hmm. happened, a lot. Oh has my happened. gosh, it's so so much. Let me put it like that. I mean, I know everyone else has like gone through a lot as well. And I know like there's been a lot of suffering and pain and hope and joy and all these crazy things that, that have happened. Like, but still, it's crazy how much has happened this year. Yeah. And because we started the podcast in November of last year in 2019, we didn't really take a break for the holidays. We podcasted straight through the holidays and summer and everything else so (laughs) we are definitely taking this break to kind of rest and decompress but we will be back we will never fear we will be back (laughs) yeah we are not done talking yet you guys it will never be done talking (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah this will never end it'll be the longest running podcast ever by the time we die will be a thousand years old and they won't oh even listen gosh. to podcasts anymore and we'll still be doing it <laughs> they'll be like what are those two old ladies doing why are they still talking <laughs> still here we're not done yet that's okay <laughs> but we wanted to make sure we finished off this first season with a high note and so we're going to be talking about enduring to the end We are going to be diving in and talking with all of you through this episode because we have both reached out to our listeners and friends for input and every person delivered. It has been wonderful. Thank you so, so much for all of that. Seriously, like we love hearing from you guys. So anything that you ever have to share, like immediately gets us super excited to hear. We're just like, oh my gosh, there's someone here. Like we love talking to each other, but it's also really fun to hear from you guys. So yeah. Thank you so much for all of your input and we look and we are really hoping that you will continue to share your thoughts and your impressions with us. Exactly. But (laughs) before we jump into your responses and your thoughts about Enduring to the End, we decided to throw in some basic information about Enduring to the End from the scriptures, from prophets and apostles, both old and new, to better help us understand the principle further and better apply it to our lives. So let's do this. Yes. So enduring to the end, it is a very LDS centric concept, I believe. Um, I do think most religions do have their own version of it to an extent, but I do believe it's mainly LDS, um, mainly because of the verse 35, chapter 15, verse 9, look unto me and endure to the end and ye shall live for unto him that endureth to the end will I give eternal life. 
We also pulled a few thoughts from an Inside article from October 1993 about Enduring to the End. And it says, the fact is that Enduring Affliction is only a small part of what Enduring to the End means. Most frequently, the scriptures use the term endure to mean to last, to continue, or to remain, rather than to suffer. For example, Alma expresses hope that his son Shiblon will continue in keeping God's commandments for blessed is he that endureth to the end. Nephi explains that we must be reconciled unto God into Christ and enter into the narrow gate and walk in the straight path which leads to life and continue in the path until the end of the day of probation. Thus, to endure is to continue in the path that we adopted at baptism by keeping our commitments to Christ until the end of our mortal life. Usually the scriptures link enduring to the end with keeping one's covenants with Christ. The Savior himself reinforced this dimension of endurance when teaching the Nephites, specifically emphasizing repentance and baptism. And it shall come to pass that whoso repenteth and is baptized in my name shall be filled. And if he endureth to the end, behold, him will I hold guiltless before my Father at that day when I shall stand to judge the world. Mm-hmm. I always feel... Or I've started to feel like enduring to the end and honoring your covenants are kind of the same thing, if you really think about it. I mean, we talked about this kind of last week with becoming a better disciple of Christ, that remaining on the path of discipleship involves you building your faith, repenting, Mm -hmm. striving Mm -hmm. to become more like Christ, keeping the commandments, and remaining worthy of the Holy Ghost. And enduring to the end is the exact same process. It just has a time stamp on it. <laughs> it's like, right. That's me. Yeah, that it'll end soon. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, like, it's not a check mark off of everything that we could be doing theoretically. It's just emphasizing everything that we are already doing. I hadn't really considered the whole thing, like, enduring to the end equals keeping our commandments, like, and our commitments, like, you saying that and like a few of our people have said that I don't know if I like received a lesson and just it didn't strike me as anything but it makes so much sense so yeah enduring to the end really does it can mean a few things to different people like to me I always saw it as hang in there and don't give up and then I had another thought though I was watching an episode of Rosewood in season two it's it's a it's a it's a crime show okay so the main character rosewood or rosie he was talking to one of the people he was helping out about how tired he has become with his heart and his health problems he's been going through a lot and he's just so tired of it and the other character who like just survived like almost being murdered and all this other stuff she went on to say that hey you're not tired you're just david facing down a goliath It took me a while to like really get it, but it did put things into perspective for me in a way that I do like. So of course we're sick and tired of a lot of things and enduring to the end is not always going to be easy, but everything that we come across, everything that we feel and survive and go through, they are the Goliaths that we are facing on our way to Heavenly Father, to the promised land, to everything else. I like that. Especially, I mean, we were just talking before we hit record about how (laughs) I was relating my own trials and feelings Mm -hmm. and everything to what we've been reading in ether for come follow me about the Jaredite barges being like Mm -hmm. pushed into the depths of the ocean and only being brought back up to the surface as they were praising the Lord and as they were praying. But I think the idea of us being a David and facing down a Goliath is so important because, I mean, we really are tiny like David's and our trials feel gigantic like a Goliath. Mm -hmm. And we know how the story ends with David and Goliath. We know that David takes him down. (laughs) We know that Mm -hmm. he's triumphant. Yeah, it's possible. 
thinking about our trials as our own personal Goliaths makes it a little happier for us to endure because we know that we're going to become triumphant at the end of it all. That's really nice. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, and then it, to me, it reminds me of two things to be David. I need to have the Lord on my side. So I need to be working on my relationship with him. And that's how David is able to overcome Goliath. And the second thing is, Oh shoot. What was it? It, it was basically what you were saying, but like, Oh no, I forgot it. I think it's that it's not over just because we're done. Like there's always going to be another Goliath. And so like David's life was not immediately made easier right after that. Yeah. Like he, he continued to face different types of Goliaths as he went throughout his life. That's good. I like that. I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I just love everything about that. Like, I mean, we already know I love analogies, so. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I just, I love that. And I loved your analogy with the barges as well. Like we're constantly being tossed and turned around in this life. But if we can hang in there, if we can keep enduring, then like we're eventually going to get to where we need to go. Yeah. So enduring to the end means in general, entering into the gospel covenant through faith in Christ, repentance, baptism, and receiving to the Holy Ghost, and then remaining faithful to that covenant. And so there's a lot more that comes from that really good article um, from The Ensign. And it goes on to share other components that help us to remain faithful to our covenants. And I just really like all of them, so we're going to be sharing them. The first one is looking unto Christ, which if you need a scriptural reference for that, it's 3 Nephi chapter 15, verse 9. Yes, and then another one is taking upon us the name of Christ. And you can read uh, 3 Nephi chapter 27, verse 6 for that. Then we have feasting upon the words of Christ and pressing forward in steadfastness, hope, and love, which is in 2 Nephi 31, verse 20, or Moroni chapter 8, verse 26. Then there's offering our whole souls to Christ and continuing in fasting and prayer. And we can read Omni chapter 1, verse 26 for that. Then there's following the example of Christ, which is in 2 Nephi 31, verse 16. And worshiping the Father Christ, which is very important, um, in Doctrine and Covenants, section 20, verse 29. Then we have seeking to bring forth Zion, which is in 1 Nephi chapter 13, verse 37. And then the last one is being patient in afflictions and humble in repentance. And there's two verses for that, Alma chapter 32, verse 15, and Doctrine and Covenants, section 24, verse 8. It wants us to notice that the common focus of all these exhortations is loyalty to Christ. Consequently, enduring to the end is more than just being active in the church. Enduring to the end requires a personal awareness of obligations made to the Savior and a personal determination to keep those covenants faithfully. While the term being active describes visible behavior, enduring faithful to the end describes an inner commitment to the gospel and to the church of Jesus Christ. It's possible to appear to be an active member of the church without such a conviction. Yeah. If you guys don't understand what I just said, please rewind like 10 seconds, however long it took me to say that. But that is so important. It is something that I feel that I dealt with myself a lot growing up as well as saw in other people where you're putting on this outward show and saying like, yeah, of course I read my scriptures. Of course I go to the church. But I see them struggling without having a personal connection, a personal awareness of obligations made to the Savior and a personal determination to keep those covenants faithfully. Now, I'm not trying to say that I'm, I've am i been like judging anyone, but and honestly, I think we all know what the type of person that we're talking about right here. Yeah. 
And I know I've been one myself, like where you're just like, you're going through the motions. Yeah. You're just going through the motions because you're like, yeah, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm doing it and no one can fault me for anything else. Um, But if your heart is not really in it, if you're not really trying to improve yourself or your relationship with God, then you're just putting on a show. And that doesn't really mean much. Yeah. I mean, I know that I've experienced many phases in life where I'm just kind of going through the motions of Uh going to church and like participating in classes and whatnot. But inside, I'm not doing anything like studying my scriptures Uh or being as strong in my convictions of the gospel of Jesus Christ as I should be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes when you get through those phases, sometimes the best thing you can do is to just go through the motions because that that's true. That at least keeps you in the mindset of like, okay, this is what I should be doing. But then it pushes you to think about the why. Why am I supposed to be doing these things? Why am I doing these things? And that mm-hmm. helps you to work on that inner commitment to the gospel and towards the Savior which helps you become more converted and be stronger from like a testimony standpoint. That is a really important point that you made. Like, yeah, the the motions do help. Still go through the motions if you can, and hopefully continue to strive for more than that down the line. It is impossible for us to talk about enduring to the end without bringing up some of the trials and tribulations that prophets and apostles have gone through in their lifetimes which really shows us how trials and troubles reach all of us, no matter how good we are or what we do. So, for example, we have Joseph Smith in Liberty Jail as he begged the Lord for his time in jail to be ended and as he begged for the trials and persecutions and burdens of the saints to be lifted. But, as usual, the Lord didn't answer him in the way that the prophet wanted to be answered, and instead the Lord said these famous words, which are in Doctrine and Covenants section 121, verses 7 and 8. My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. And Mm -hmm. those verses and that analogy or that experience was given multiple times in general conference in October. And so Mm -hmm. if you want to see like more about that experience and hear about it from apostles, go back through general conference, October, 2020. And like, there's at least five talks that have this (laughs) example in it. So yes, we're all very much struggling. Um, But there is light, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but just because there is good things at the end doesn't mean that we need to negate the importance of what we do endure because the prophets and our leaders and we, we all go through so much and the examples that they set up for us that they share with us are so important. There's no comparing the trials that we go through compared to our prophets and to one another. We all have our own trials to go through. And it's up to each of us to to work together and to work with the Lord to be able to go on and endure to the end. Because that's what this life is about, to grow closer to our Lord and to be able to keep progressing. A few more examples are pulled from one of our readers um, about the sons of Mosiah um, and how they are, were great examples because of everything they, that they went through, um, like with Alma. Um, then he also mentioned Moroni because he finished the work that his father wanted him to finish. And he did all that without by himself, without family and loved ones. 
and he did have the Holy Ghost, and that's something that we have too. So it shows that we can have that same support that Moroni had. And then he went on to continue. This is my brother, by the way, the one on his missions. He went on to say, now enduring is learning to enjoy to the end. All those different ways work on the different ways that we choose to endure to the end, on the commitments that we keep, on the relationships that we build with the Lord. It all, it all works. And he said that he knows it will never be easy, but it is worth it. And that's one of the things that we need to, that at least I need to remind myself when I am struggling through things, like it's so hard to see that there is light towards the end. But the Lord does say, he has promised that God shall exalt thee on high, thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. We will overcome our troubles and tribulations. I agree wholeheartedly. Who is it? There's been quite a few leaders who are like, yeah, let's pray for challenges. I don't do that anymore. No. The Lord will give them to me either way. So Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not gonna go them. looking for them. So no. but that's just that's just our thing. If you want to ask for them, you're more than welcome to. And we will root you on every step of the way. Yeah, you do that. Because we're, yeah. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> yeah. to We can't. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I'm going through well, enough. I don't want to ask for more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Now we are moving on to everyone's favorite portion. We're going to talk <laughs> about you guys. We're going to say what you guys have been saying. Um, so, yeah, we have asked you guys quite a few questions. And we've gotten answers through a lot of our other platforms. And we, again, thank you so much for your input. And now we're going to be diving in to share them. Yes. All right. So our first one was we wanted to ask you guys what the term enduring to the end personally means to you. We're going to dive right in. Okay, so Michaela shared, to me, it means living the best life you can and being the best that you can be. I, I love, love that. that. That's so nice. It's so clean and so simple. Yeah. So Becca nice. says, it means that you keep going. Don't give up yes. because heaven isn't giving up on you. Oh, that's so nice. Heaven. Yeah. On a, well, yeah, like that's, that is a beautiful view to look at because there's Heavenly Father, there's Heavenly Mother, and there's all the hosts of heaven that are there. And, like, everyone everyone on the other side of the veil is rooting you on. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got you've got all the cheerleaders. Even, if, even though you can't always, you know, see them or hear them or anything, they are totally there, and they are waiting for you to come back and join them. Yeah. They're not giving up on you. So Kaylee said, to me, it means giving up on what you think your life should look like and giving it up to Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. Beautiful. Oh, I like that. Jacob says, it's staying on the path, holding to the iron rod, keeping your covenants, and staying strong in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's to live, learn, and love my life. It basically makes up my existence after all. My goal is to return to my father above. So that's really cute. All right. So our next question is, do you like the term enter to the end? Because when like we first started using it, I remember it got like a, a lot of people were loving it, but things do change with time. And I've been seeing on some media that some people don't like that terminology. So I was really curious and want to see what everyone thinks about it. Yeah. So Becca <laughs> says, I love it. I live by it daily. So there's some positive affirmations for the term mm-hmm. endure to the end. Nice. All right. Then Michaela said, I do. But I feel like there are better quotes to focus on when it comes to the meaning of enduring to the end. I like that. And that's, yeah, that's totally understandable. Like, there's so much good stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 
this next response made me laugh out loud when I read it because I was like, yes, <laughs> I am with you. Um, uh-huh. So our listener, Macy, said, no, it's so negative. Like, it implies we suffer till the end and then get to heaven. And honestly, mm. amen. Like, <laughs> I have always uh-huh. hated the term endure to the end because it just mm-hmm. is like, life sucks and then you die. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do understand that. It also reminds okay, especially like with now that Macy said that, it reminds me of this conversation I overheard my dad having with um actually my boss at the time because he was a member of the church and everything. And so my dad said that if I, Kaylee, had been a pioneer and was go and was trekking over to Navu to Salt Lake and everything, he was saying that I would survive just because I was so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, heck yes, that is me. Yes, go girl, go me. Yes. Um, <laughs> but like, honestly, now I'm not so sure that I would. Uh, mainly just because that sounds like a lot of hard work. And I will never do track in this lifetime. I was born in this age for a lifetime. Like, I don't like it. But then I also have a uh, concern with the term of stubbornness. I don't want to do something because I'm just stubborn about it. I want to do something because it matters to me and having the right perspective on things. So like enduring to the end is not going to be, it's not going to mean the same thing to everyone. It's not going to give everyone the same good feeling like we can see among our readers. Like for some people it's going to work and it's going to be great and it's going to be what they need to get them through the day. And that is wonderful. Yeah, and it's not going to work for some people and that is totally wonderful as well like there are ways for us to understand the same principle but to phrase it and interpret it differently in a way that best benefits us and helps us improve and build our relationship with our heavenly father exactly and you know just so you know i would not have crossed the plains going from nauvoo <laughs> no? to salt lake uh-uh, my ass would have stayed in Nauvoo. I would have been like, I yes. how many months building this beautiful. house? How mm. many months did not I leaving it. House? I'm not leaving. Uh-uh. I'm, uh-uh. Staying, I'm staying. Peace. Have fun. <laughs> Good yes. Luck. We could is that where is that where Emma Smith stayed? Yeah. We'd stay with her. That's what that's what's up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're not done though. We have one more from Jacob. So he has some of the mixed thoughts as well. He said that you can call it enjoy to the end, stay strong until the end, or stay on the path till the end. And he talked about how he has discussed this with a lot of his companions. And he said, because we should have fun and enjoy our lives. It's what we are here for. To feel not just sadness, but endure shows that it's not easy. It's not supposed to be either. It's a lot of work that we have to do to return to our father in heaven living with a will to endure to the end it will help me draw closer to christ and be able to gain a knowledge of what to do in my life it is told to us pretty plain and simple i love that as a missionary i can teach about this point of doctrine as part of the doctrine of christ it's all we have to do it puts the other steps of christ's doctrine into action in my life for example christ's doctrine is faith repentance baptism and the holy ghost then finally enduring to the end by following the first four steps, you will want to continue making and keeping covenants and growing your relationship with Christ, which then, of course, helps you follow and keep enduring to the end. No matter what we call it, no matter what term we prefer to use, as long as we have the basic understanding that we need to continue working and striving forward, then that's what matters most. I agree. I think for the what trials have you overcome, we should probably keep this one anonymous. 
honestly, we could just do a list of like all the problems I've had in my life because I almost I once kept a list of them. I think it was during like a church day, a sacrament. When I was at a sacrament meeting once, I was just like, I'm so mad at everything in my life. Here's everything that's wrong with it. I definitely got rid of it. I don't dwell on that anymore. But like, yeah, okay. Okay. So the Sorry. next section. <laughs> If you couldn't tell, um, this question is, what trials have you overcome? And so, like I said, we are going to keep this part anonymous because, mm -hmm. yes, you guys shared your trials with us, but I feel like... Mm -hmm. We want to be respectful, to Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to broadcast the pain and tribulations that you have gone through. Yeah. So, the first one is losing friends to suicide. That is so hard. I can't imagine going through that. Like, I've... Those are some really bad hard trials all right then the next one is i completely lost vision in my left eye a few months ago dang and that's terrifying i've had to be like blindfolded for like team exercises and then team games and stuff and it's a complete nightmare for me yeah like to actually lose my vision is i'm sorry i think it's better yeah another one of our listeners said that going through a divorce was like one of the worst trials that she's had to overcome yeah there's so much to get through it's... Yeah. And then, like Kaylee said, like everything that's going wrong <laughs> or gone wrong in her life. And I mean, I could do the same thing. Right. I mean, yeah, but... you already mentioned some things. Like, we've both moved. We've both had health problems this year. We've, we've both left our jobs, whether voluntarily or not. Yeah. And 2020 has been very difficult. Yeah. And that's just one year on top of a lot of others. Yeah. So we've we've all overcome trials. I do want to make a quick side note, though. Um, one thing that I've always struggled with is discounting the trials that I've gone through. Like a lot of the trials I used to go through were outside of my control to the point where I was too young to really understand them. So they didn't feel that hard or terrible to me. Like my health problems, like they mostly affected me as a baby, which made it more of a trial for my parents than myself. And yeah. so growing up, I didn't like I didn't have any terrible deaths in my life I didn't break any bones like there were there was not a lot of like serious and terrifying things that were happening in my life at any occasion I was very fortunate to live a very secured and mostly happy life or childhood but that doesn't mean that I didn't have trials and tribulations it does not mean that I did not have types of pain and hurt that went through my life and so even if you've been able to have a pretty good 2020 that's good I'm glad yeah. for you but I just want you to know that it's okay to have any type of struggle so even if you think your pain isn't as bad as someone else's well don't think that like it's not a competition don't compare yeah. your pain to someone else's just like you shouldn't compare your joy or anything else to other people. That's not how it works. You're still going through a lot. What you feel is still valid. And no matter what tribulations you deal with, what no matter what trials you go through, they still matter to you at one point. And that's okay. And you will overcome them. You know, I saw on Instagram a couple days ago how our trials are kind of like food on a plate. And okay. some people have smaller plates than other people. Some people have a paper plate that isn't really sturdy and can't hold as much as oh. like a person with a like thick ceramic plate. I just kind of thought as you were talking, we really don't know the kind of plate that someone has. We don't even know the kind of plate that we have sometimes because in our minds, our plate is like a serving tray from a restaurant that holds all of the other plates and everything just gets heaped on top of it. When in reality, uh -huh. our plate could be a paper plate 
and we just think that it's so much bigger than other people's. So never discount the trial that you're going through by saying like, oh, well, someone else has had cancer and they've overcome it. If you're going through something really small in your mind or that you think is really small, it could be a cancer-sized trial for that person that's going through cancer. You never know what could be the trial that, like, breaks someone or, like, yeah. makes someone better because each trial is tailor-made for each of us individually. While some trials could be unimaginable for some of us, other trials could be completely unimaginable for another person. So just mm-hmm. remember... Every trial is different, and it's all important and heavy for all of us in their own way. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Yes. Okay, so now we'll be turning to how do you strengthen your faith? How do you get through and help yourself endure to the end? Okay, so Becca shares and says that I don't feel like there is enough said about this in church, about strengthening your faith. I have dealt with health problems my whole life, and the only way I've gone through them is to lean on the Lord and allow the atonement to work in my life. He died for all of our pain, not just our sins. I love that. That is so important. So good. So our next listener said, by reading my scriptures and standing up for what I believe in. I hadn't thought about how standing up for what you believe in helps to strengthen your faith, but honestly, it really does help to strengthen your faith when you're standing up for the truth and you're sharing your testimony, even in little ways that helps strengthen your faith. Yes, that is so true. It's like um, uh, the the thing that people say, like, if you really want to understand something, then you need to be able to teach it to people. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's definitely the same with our testimonies. Like we can hold on to it and we can like, try to like grow it and sh- and everything but it's not until we are sharing it not until we are talking about it and standing up for our beliefs that we're gonna like truly be able to like do more you know i like that then jacob uh said that talking about scriptures for me um is a power boost that helps me to keep moving and keep enjoying and or enduring to the end he also talked about looking at life with an eternal perspective because life looks so much different when seen from that eternal perspective what won't disappear when i'm done with this life is that the experiences i have with my family my relationships and especially my relationship with god eventually the light will come i love that All right, so this one we got a lot of answers to because I opened this up to my Facebook. (laughs) Perfect. So there's a lot of answers. I love this. Okay, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, so this question is, what keeps you going or motivated when things get hard? And I loved the range of answers on these. I mean, (laughs) some of them are from my very, very religious friends and others are Uh from my very, very non-religious friends. And so just seeing Mm. like the wide range, I loved it. So Mm. first one, Michaela says, my family mostly. Very good. Then Becca says, a support system, family and friends who love me and care about my life. Both Michaela and Becca mentioned family and yeah, a support system. That's so important. Yeah. Then Paul says, yoga, meditation and writing daily gratitudes. I like that. Nice. That is good. Melanie adds, going to the beach or just being in the backyard soaking up sun. Yeah, nature and being out in the sunlight does so much good, I think, for our souls. All right. Priya says, this is going to sound selfish, but I focus on myself and on the types of things I want to attract. I spend a lot of time focusing my daily routine and social media feed on things that bring me joy and cutting out any of the negative voices that could drown the joy out. 
Honestly, I love that. That is a good exercise that we all need to be embracing because that is how we take care of ourselves mentally and emotionally. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful. That was so good. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Elizabeth says Korean dramas, comfort foods and retreats, read a horror game, outdoor activities, and the Beyond the Block podcast. Little hurt she didn't mention our podcast, but that's okay. Because that <laughs> podcast is super great too. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. one step at a time. <laughs> so Sarah with an H, there's a difference because there's another Sarah coming up. So Sarah with an H said, Mm -hmm. a coping box with different sensory things that make me happy when I need it. It includes recipes, Spotify playlists, etc. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. Rachel says, video games and Netflix. Awesome. Yes. Very good. Marielle says, if I have the spoons too, I find someone I can help. It might not cure COVID, but I can paint a windowsill to help make someone smile. That was super nice. All right. John says, I get on the bus, travel a good distance, and then put my headphones in and walk around. For a few hours, I try to observe people and imagine myself in their situations. That is actually a really good exercise to help ourselves remember that we are not alone, that other people are going through their issues, and to understand that what we go through does not need to be all-encompassing and not something that we need to obsess over. Yeah. All right. And then Sarah, with no H, says, I give myself freak-out time, usually 24 (laughs) hours. Then I plan an attack. Attack. Yes. I like that. You definitely need some time to like digest and get through things. I get that. All right. Then Jess shares. I watch Grey's Anatomy for a good cry and then I play Minecraft. Okay. Good. She's in touch with her emotions and then she enjoys herself. That is so important. Andrea says, I try to be with or talk to people that fill me up or go to a pet store and play with puppies, bake, share the food I baked. I like that. All right, Christina shares, I leave myself reminders on my phone. For example, one of my kids was really testing my patience, so I made her my phone background to remind me to be patient because I love her. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That is cute and clever. That's important. (laughs) That's great. All right, and then India shares, I go out kayaking and sit in the middle of the lake, look around, and think about everything God created around me. That's really pretty. I like that. That was good. Yes, nature. So powerful. All right, Megan says, I snuggle with my pets, take a bath, craft something, bake, or paint. Those all sound so nice. All right, then Zach said, I try to do something creative. I also try to do something for someone else because it reminds me that we aren't alone in the world. That is so good. We It's so easy to get caught up in our thoughts when things are going wrong when we're in the middle of a trial. So to be able to try and pull ourselves out of it to uh, do something that makes us happy or to help those around us can be so impactful. All right. Jamie says, I watch funny shows, draw or paint, music, or do spell work or read cards. It makes me feel like I'm outsmarting the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yes. Make the world work for you. Autumn says, it's gospel music and cleaning to relax me. I like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Oh, Devin says, I watch Parks and Rec. Always works. Yes. (laughs) Such a good, wholesome show. So great. (laughs) And our last one, Lindsay says, talking about it with a friend always helps. Those are all Mm -hmm. great answers. Those are so good. And I hope I hope those things do work for you. And if you're struggling with what does work for you, definitely try out a few of these things and switch it up if you feel that you need to. It's so important to take care of yourself 
while you're going through a trial and to just find any break that you can to to chill out and to feel yourself again. Exactly. Our last question that we asked you guys are, what are some quotes, talks, or books that keep you going? And I'm not going to lie, I actually lost the answers <laughs> to this question from Instagram somehow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I still have a couple answers for people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Technology is not my friend. All right. Life is hard, you guys. It's 2020. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first one is from Kaylee. She says, Grateful Under Any Circumstances by Elder Uchtdorf got me through my trials and still get me through rough moments. Oh, that's so good. All right. Marielle said that this is called controlling what you can when things are out of control. <laughs> it's an <laughs> OLAP quote. That is so great. That, that was cute and clever. Loved it. <laughs> uh, all right. Paul says the book, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Ooh, might need to do some reading after this. Yeah. All right. Summer says, I tell Alexa to play the Saints Channel Talks until I feel the spirit. That's good. I, That's good yeah, that is good. I, hmm, I, need, I think I need to check that out too. Megan says, I listen to my favorite hymns by Lex J. Acevedo or I get a blessing. Yeah, really good. Those are good. Nice. All right, and then Jacob shares some quotes from another Uchtdorf talk titled uh, from this last film conference. Uh, I believe the talk is titled "God Will Do Something Unimaginable." Our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. And God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively—a marvelous work and a wonder. I love that. That is so good. The next time I really think about the trials that I'm going through, like I think I need to like. Well, go over those quotes, those talks, and everything that everyone just shared. To, and I I have a very strong feeling that I'd feel a lot better right after all this stuff. So thank you to everyone who participated and answered yes. our questions and communicated with us and just everything in between. We really love hearing from mm -hmm. you guys. So thank you so much again yes. for doing that. So um, as we conclude... Dorf's thoughts in the 2016 New Era article. He talked about how the Lord clearly declared, if you keep my commandments and endure to the end, you shall have eternal life, which gift is the greatest of all the gifts of God. That's pulled from Doctrine and Covenants section 14, verse 7. He went on to say that, therefore, enduring to the end is not just a matter of passively tolerating life's difficult circumstances or hanging in there, but ours is an act of religion, helping God's children along the straight and narrow to develop their full potential during this life and return to him one day. Viewed from this perspective, enduring to the end is exalting and glorious, not grim and gloomy. This is a joyful religion, one of hope, strength, and deliverance. Adam fell that men might be, and men are, that they might have joy. Pulled from 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 25. He also goes on to say that enduring to the end is a process filling every minute of our life, every hour, every day, from sunrise to sunrise. It's accomplished through personal discipline following the commandments of God. The restored gospel of Jesus Christ is the way of life. It is not for Sunday only. It is not something we can do only as a habit or a tradition if we expect to harvest all of its promised blessings. And I just think that what Uchtdorf shares is so important that we are reminded to not passively tolerate life's difficult circumstances. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're not just supposed to be like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. Okay, whatever. Fine. We're supposed to be going to them, accepting them, challenging them, and growing from them. We need to be active in all that we are doing. Yeah. I really love how he 
explains that enduring to the end is a process filling every minute of your life. Every single mm-hmm. minute, every hour, every day. Like we we know, Kaylee and I know very well <laughs> that sometimes yeah. enduring to the end can be a total drag. It is it's not, not fun. easy. No. Um, she and I will never be the type of members of the church <laughs> that gloss over how hard it is to endure to the end because we hate it when people leave out that middle part of their trial stories mm-hmm. and they just skip right to the end about their blessings. Yeah. I hate it. Like, we have both experienced some of the most challenging and heart-wrenching trials in our lives. And some of them were this year. Um, they're, <laughs> yeah. honestly, they're the oh. kind of trials where you're unsure if you'll make it out of them in one piece. But honestly, we're still here. We haven't failed yet. And yeah, sometimes yeah. we want the end to come sooner rather than later. Not in like a suicidal or depressing way, but no. like you get it. Like we just want it to be done. We're not having like we're not like super like always enjoying all this stuff, but we know it's for a reason. And we'll accept it, even though we definitely wish none of this was happening. Yeah. We're not happy about it, but But we're here. We're um, here. We'll find joy in other things. Ultimately, the Lord is with us through every single trial, through every step. Our friends, our family members, our bishopric, our ward members, anyone else you may know, may not truly understand the depths of our suffering in a trial, but the Savior does. He suffered all of our pains and our heartaches so that we wouldn't have to endure them alone. He knows exactly how to lift the burden, if only for a moment, so that we can keep going. He is always listening. He is always right beside us, even when we're convinced that he's forsaken us because we can't hear him right away, when we're spiritually hyperventilating, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So trust in him, trust in his plan, trust in his timing. We promise you he will not abandon you. Amen to that, honestly. Yes to everything you just said. Life is super hard, but we are not alone. The Lord is with us. He will not abandon us. He will not. We wanted to remind you guys that we love you all so much. We do. We are your honorary mothers, as decided several episodes ago. (laughs) And we we do love you with a true mother's unconditional love. We're here for you guys. Honestly... The listeners of this podcast have really made our last year of podcasting (laughs) incredible. And it's been really life-changing. Like, I mean, we might not have a million listeners or subscribers. It might still just be the eight of you. And that is okay. We are a happy little family, you guys. But those eight of you (laughs) that continue to communicate with us bring us so Mm -hmm. much joy. So much. So much. You guys have no idea. It's it's just amazing. So we, we love you. We are grateful for everything that you do, whether or not you do talk to us. We still love you. We promise. And even if this is your first time listening, you are now our child and we love you too. Yeah. We do. (laughs) And we also hope that you will find a home with our podcast and stick around next year for more. We don't have an exact date on when our next episode will be up, but it will be up in like two months. And please stay tuned um, on our Instagram and our Facebook to keep an eye out for everything that we'll be bringing up with you guys and for the next episode, uh, whenever we do get that out. Uh, We are not done. We are not done at all, you guys. We have just started. Yeah. And we are so excited for all that's going to come next. And we would love for you guys to join us on the journey. 
And if you are going through the holidays and you're like, you know, it would make this better listening to Kaylee and Tracy (laughs) rant about things. We encourage you to go back through our archive Listen to episodes again, especially our. I'm not gonna lie. I think Mm -hmm. our episode about Christmas traditions was like one of my favorite episodes that we did because it was so loose. We had no plan. I didn't really edit it. (laughs) We just kind of (laughs) talked. I know what I'm doing next. Listen to Merry (laughs) Crisis. (laughs) I think that's what I titled it too. Yeah. Um, We hope everyone has a safe, healthy, and happy holiday season. Mm -hmm. And we will see you in 2021. Okay. All right. We love you guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.